seems to me something very sensitive. It's something that every time I hear the word calling, I don't take it for granted. Anytime I hear the word calling, the word the calling, according to the to the Greek word in the Bible, simply means an invitation. It's like a summon. You are invited. You are summoned. That's what calling is all about. It's an invitation by God to fulfill his purpose. So every time you talk about calling that means God has invited you that you may fulfill his purpose for your life. And anything that God invites you to do can never be done in your strength. Whatever God invite you because I am using, I'm interchanging it so that it can be very simple, can be simplified. Whatever God has called you to be and to do on his behalf in your lifetime cannot be done in your strength. So where we have been considering in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 that Jesus said to the disciples that you shall receive power. You shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem. And in all Judea. And in Samaria. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. So one of the things I believe. Jesus. Established here. About about receiving power is that you shall receive power to fulfill your calling. Say I shall receive power to fulfill my calling. There are two things that are so important to God after your salvation, two important things. Romans chapter 11 and verse 29. Number one is the gift of God. 
on your life. And number two is the calling of God on your life. The gift of God on your life. The calling of God on your life. Romans 11.29 says these two things they are without repentance. They are not what you can repent of. Once God gives you your giftings, your gifts, they are simply the endowment of God upon your life that makes you to be unique. They stay with you. They may not really be active in you, but they are not taken from you. So, the gift of God are the endowment of God for you on the earth to be able to fulfill his calling. That's why when you see that Romans eleven twenty nine, what came first is the gift. For the gifts of God. I want you to follow what I'm teaching you very carefully. For the gifts and the callings of God. So, God has gifted you before he calls you. So, the callings of God on your life or the calling of God on your life that I told you of, which has to do with God inviting you to accomplish his purpose for creating you. The calling of God on your life cannot be carried out without the gift of God. If you say you have a call, if you say you there is something about your life that you know God wants you to do, without the ability, the uniqueness, without the specialty to do it, it's like you are saying you are a medical doctor, but you have not been to medical school. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I'm teaching you on power to fulfill your calling. And when I'm done tonight, if you can open your heart, this message will bring another shift into your life. So two things are important in your life. Money is not important in your life like these two things. The people you know, they are not important in your life like these two things. The challenges you have, some of the problems you can call the problems you are facing in life are not important like these two things. A moment you are saved 
and you are baptized or you are saved, these two things are important in your life. Gifts of God and the callings of God. The two must work together for you to fulfill destiny. Are you together with me? There are many believers, there are many Christians with bundle of gifts. Bundle of gifts. But those gifts are wasting. Why? Because they have not discovered their calling. There are some people, there are some believers who can tell you, I have discovered my calling. And yet, you look at their lives and there is nothing attractive that can make you to say, okay, this life is bringing glory to God. Why? When you discover your calling and you don't recognize your gifts, you will still be limited. You cannot fulfill your calling without your gift. And your gifts are useless without a calling. Please and please and please don't take for granted what I'm sharing with you. Any limitation that you see about your life revolves around a moment you are born again, a moment you have yielded your life to Christ, a moment you are now in Jesus and you are growing in him. If you look at your life that you are limited in any way, it's because you have issues with Romans eleven twenty nine, your giftings and your calling. So the Bible says they are without repentance. Now repentance that means it's not what you can change your mind about. It's not what you can say okay I, I, I abandon them. When you abandon them it's to your peril. They are there. Christ is these two blessings in one your gifts and your calling. The summary of your life, the impact your life will ever generate. If you are going to pass through this world and you will not just live like any other person, and your life is going to make a difference. I hope you know, and I want to, I just want to, I want to remove something by the help of the Holy Spirit in you tonight. That money is not the most important thing in your life. Are you together with me? Your life cannot be meaningful by the amount of money you have 
when your gifts and your callings are not in place. As a matter of fact, the beauty of money, which I like you to see, if you check the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, you will see the purpose of money. The purpose of money is simply to accomplish the purpose of your gift and your calling. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. But you shall remember the Lord. Are you there? Your God. For it is he that gives you power to do what? To get well. Is the power to... Did he stop at that? Is there the reason for the power to get wealth in that verse? What's the reason? That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto your fathers as it is what? This day. So wealth without alignment of the purpose of God is a waste. There are dimensions of wealth. I just pray that God will give me the opportunity to teach you and learn together with you on the power to get wealth. There are dimensions of wealth you cannot enter into that I cannot enter into. Let that sink in you. No matter how you pray. Until your gifts and your calling are functioning together effectively. If there is anything that the church is not helping the members and the body of Christ to realize it is in this area of their giftings and their calling. Without your giftings and your calling fully functioning you can't fulfill destiny are you together with me so don't forget please no matter what this message look like don't forget Romans chapter 11 and verse 29 Two things are important in my life. My gifts and my calling. So the power to fulfill your calling <laughs> is the power of your gifts. Can you please come with me to the book of Ephesians 
chapter 4. The power to fulfill your calling is the power of your gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 4. He said there is one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your what? Of your calling. Are you together? Are you, are you there? You are called. There is one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling. So the hope of your life. Eh? The hope of your fulfillment lies in your calling. Every time you understand the power of your calling, you have hope. When you live your life within the, the call of God on your life, there is hope. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And I want you to take note of that because it's important. One God, take note of one, one, one. And Father of all, who is above all and through all. And in you all, verse 7. But unto every one of us. But unto every one of us. Is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. In Christ. When you are born again. When you are in Christ Jesus. Every one of us is giving grace. And I see reason why a believer should never be disgraced. Every believer, you and I, I'm not better than you. You are not better than me. I'm not superior to you in any way. You know why? The only difference between you and I is a measure of the grace that we carry. But there is no one that Christ has redeemed that he has not gifted. Because of what I said to you earlier, Without gift, you can't fulfill your calling. What do you think is an empowerment we give for our children or for you and I when we grew up and we were being told, study your, your books, study this and study that. What was the empowerment that was being given to us? What gift? Education. So when you see us together in the class, you realize that this, they are all together now. We were all together. But we get to a moment this we say, okay, 
I'm going to be a nurse. This is going to say I'm going to be an engineer. This is going to say I'm going to be a teacher. So there is a general gifting and there are specific gifts for who you are to be. You can't, you can't be a lawyer and then all through your days in the university you stay at the faculty of science. And you say, okay, by the time I graduate, I just have to be a lawyer. If you are to be a lawyer, by the time you are done, you must return back to a study that will empower you to be who you are meant to be. So, he said to every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and what did he do? He gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. And when you look at this further, you realize that he began to talk about this. He gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets. He gave some to be evangelists. Now this office that are gift, they are special gift. They are also given in order to raise people that will be gifted. So, Jesus gave gift to men so that men can begin to function in their giftings. So that they can begin to function in their calling. Look at verse 12. He said, for the perfecting of the saint, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this gift that were given to the church, that were given to the body, they were given to do what? To perfect the saint. They were given for the saint to be prepared for the work of ministry. They were given for the edifying, a built up of the body of Christ until we all become what the Lord wants us to be. But that's not where I'm going. There is a place I'm going before I run off now. I want to ask you a question very quickly. By now, suddenly if you have all the money that you need, maybe Mr. Ashola now, just about 5 billion naira was just it's just, just, just get wired into your account. The question, and I'm directing the question to all of us, including me standing before you. Will you still be doing the same work that you are doing now? Eh? 
Think about it very well. Will you still be where you are now? Where you are working now? Will you be there and continue the work that you are doing there? <laughs> it will be a different dimension. Mr. Jolanda was saying, yes, yes. He said, <laughs> oh my God. If you bring, you bring 100 people, or let's say you bring 10 people in the church together. If you ask them this question, I'm asking you. I can tell you confidently that eight or nine or all the ten won't be where they are today. They won't be doing the same work they are doing today. You know why? I'm not saying that there's not going to be an exception. But this is it. If you are really going to know whether you are called to something, no matter the money that comes to you now, what you are doing now is what you will still be doing. You won't resign. Eh, what do I say? If you can resign and say, okay, in this place where I am now, because this money has come, I resign. You have not been in your calling. You have only been living in a livelihood. I know there are grumblings here and there. But do you know where I'm bringing you? The power to fulfill your calling begins with this. If you are to enter into dimensions of wealth, we used to be doing what you are doing now. We used to be where you are now. And that's what he said in a different dimension. It is still the same thing in different dimension. It's still the same thing. So that tells you something that where you are eh, and what you are doing in one way or the other is attached to money. <laughs> is yes. All right. Very quickly, let me quickly 
bring this together. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Power to fulfill your calling. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Please take note of this very quickly. Number one, we all have only one purpose under Christ. Only one purpose. Just one. And the purpose we have under Christ is to be witnesses to Jesus. Anywhere you are, whatever you do, there is only one major purpose we all have. And that is to be a representative of Jesus. And whatever you do, that will take you to the question I ask you now. Whatever you do, wherever you are, everything about your life must be witnessing unto Jesus. There is an abuse, there is ignorance, let me call it ignorance, of the purpose of God that it is believed that if you are not in the church, if I ask you what is your calling now, the first thing you are going to be asked, thinking is maybe, are you an evangelist? Are you a pastor? So if you are none of these, do you have a calling? So we are called. We have one calling because we have one God. We have one hope. We have one faith. We have one spirit. And we have one calling according to Ephesians chapter 4. And that one calling is that in your lifetime, everywhere you are, Jesus must be glorified. If you are called to be a doctor, to be a doctor means a doctor who will be a witness for Jesus. I want to let you know tonight that there is no dichotomy between the life you live in the world the work you do that you think you are to do in the world and the work of God that you think it is done in the church. Church is a place where you are to be equipped to go and execute your calling in the world. So we have only one purpose. 
When you are asking people, have you discovered your purpose? Are you listening to me? This teaching is basic, but it's important. The teaching on purpose has confused many people. Have you discovered your purpose? Do you know the purpose for your living? We only have one purpose. A moment you are born again, whether you are in the military and they are sent you to Sambisa Forest, whether you are anywhere, whether you are a mechanic, whether you are a fashion designer, there is only one purpose for your life. And that purpose is your calling. And that calling is simply to draw people to Jesus through what you have been called to do. There are many of us today that if I ask you now, is there a difference? Have you, and I want you to answer, I deliberately am asking you. Do you normally feel there is a difference between the work you do outside there and the work you do in the church? Why are you working where you are working? <laughs> Why are you a banker? Why are you an entrepreneur? Why are you a teacher? Why are you, why are you, what you are? Why are you a civil servant man? Why are you? Why are we what we are? So you must know, number one thing is that we have only one purpose. My purpose in life is to be a witness for Jesus. Anything you are doing that it is only when you are in the church that Jesus is involved. You have not discovered your calling. Whatever you do, any work you are engaged in must be geared toward your purpose. As a matter of fact, you must not pick up anything if that has not settled in your heart to say, why? Is God calling me to do this? If the only reason why we do, and I tell you we are only just trying to be to cover up. Many of us the reason we do the work we do is to get paid. And you can't tell me that's not true because how much of your, your calling, how have you used the work, let me use that word, the work you have been doing. Let's say you have been doing a particular work now for two, three years. How has that work benefited Christ. If Christ should sit down and say, son, you have worked for five years. And in the place you have worked for five years, how much 
How well has the kingdom of God benefited? Do you even have a consciousness that when you are going to that work, you are seeing yourself as somebody going to your place of calling? Because when you go to a place of calling, I told you earlier, I said calling is, is invitation. And it's what you are sent. So when you are called, you are sent. He sends you. And when he sends you, he, expe- he gives you details. He gives you job, calling description, work description. Some years back, the Lord began to lay this in my heart. When the Lord provided for me a shop, I was in Lagos years back, I shared this with you. And the Lord told me, this place is a pulpit for you. So your life, my life, is beyond we just coming to the four walls of the church. And tomorrow morning again now, when you go out to your office, it is only when you return, when you sing in the choir, when you teach Bible study, when you are in the prayer band, that is when you are fulfilling a calling. When you return back to your office, you have divided. You just see yourself as somebody seated there doing some work they have given you to do. At the end of the day, you collect your salary. Is that living a life that you are born to live? What I see the Lord saying to you might be simple. This is the way the Lord wants me to share it with you. You have only one calling. And that calling is this. You and I, we are to be witnesses to Jesus. I expect that the question that should be coming in your heart is that if I am a businessman, how can I, can I be a witness? If I'm a university lecturer, how can I be a witness? I won't deal with that now. But I want this to settle in your heart. The world is the field you are being called to, not the church. What do I say? Not the church. The world, and I'm going to define the world to you, is the field you are being called to, not the church. Number two thing which I'd like you to note about power to fulfill your calling is that you must discover your space in the purpose of God for your life. You are to discover your space Another word they call that is sphere. 
you discover there is, I told you now that we only have one purpose. But God wants us to fulfill our purpose in different ways. That's why I use the analogy of when children are in primary school, they are in secondary school, a moment they move from primary to secondary, you are already trying to put them into some sphere, into some space. You are trying to make them to say, okay, you have one purpose. When a nation is investing on education, there is one purpose and that purpose is this that they may transform the society. Isn't it? But what of when all the citizens of a nation when they are doctors? Will that be a balanced citizen? A balanced nation? When a nation when all are engineers, will that be a balanced nation? So when you are going to receive the power to fulfill your calling, you must discover where is my space in the purpose of God. Where is my space in the purpose of God? Until you discover your space, can I let you know there is no way you will be able to carry out that purpose the way God wants you to. That's why we have so many believers and permit me to use this word. It may look very derogatory but permit me to use it. We have many believers that are useless in the marketplace. The reason the politics, somebody was saying to me recently, I don't know, and the person was saying, he said, the church has abandoned politics to touts. But that can be a space. Your one purpose, we only have one purpose, all of us, one purpose, and that purpose is to witness Christ. Draw people to Jesus. There is no two way about it. We are to draw people to Christ. And the least possible way to do that is that you go and share tracts and people throw your tract away. It's good to share it. It's good to gather people together and have citywide crusade. But do you know if you gather the people you have citywide crusade with and their souls that you have God has given to you from the pit of hell and you now equip them. You make them to understand who they are and they are return back. Those that you gather. Those that are saved. And I want you to understand this. You may be thinking where does this concern me? It concerns you. Somebody is in medicine. Somebody is just a business person. Somebody is a granola seller. Somebody, but this person is operating in purpose. Do you know 
the people that you have contact with in your calling, they are more than the people you can meet sharing tracts. So the best platform by which Christ wants you to be a witness for him is for you to discover your sphere. And do you know many of us want to be jack of all trade? Can I just do this business? Because you know, we are money programmed. And you call it a name, you give it, I'm a multitasker. I can multitask. I quickly go and do it here. I do it there. I get some money there. I get some. So you become a money driven person. But that's not how to live a life of purpose. From today, may the Lord give you understanding of what I'm sharing with you. Where is your space? And you know something? Some of the places you are now, they are the places that God has called you. Some of the happenings in your life, certain things that you pass through, that formed what you, when you didn't even choose certain things, but now you find yourself there, is because the grace of God has thrown you there so that you can fulfill purpose. One of the ways you know you are living a life of calling is when what you do, the work you do, is not determined by the pay you are going to collect. Discover your place. I don't have the time to be able to explain to you so much further. In the Bible, when you see Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, the Bible says it was noise abroad. It was an international thing. The Holy Spirit came uniting people together. The Bible says they find themselves speaking in their own language and they were understanding them. This was speaking this, this was speaking this, and they were glorifying God. In Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. Verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. As Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene. And Manai which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for what? For the work we are unto, I have called them. Separate. They can no longer remain here. After you read further, the Bible says after they are prayed further, they laid hands on them, they sent them. That's a calling. And these people went to their space. 
they were not sitting down with these people. It was the Holy Ghost who said, separate me. There is a walk that I have called them. So, he's still separating us to our calling. So, you must discover that we have only one purpose. Know that. And number two, discover your space. And number three, get empowered to fit him into your space. And that is where your gift comes in. Get empowered. Get empowered. Number one empowerment that you need to fit in in where God has called you is the empowerment of the supernatural on your gifts. When you are empowered by the Holy Spirit on your gift and that's a supernatural, you realize that anywhere you are, you make a difference among others. Get empowered. And in getting empowered for your gift, you must learn how to develop your gift. And you can't develop your gift if you don't discover your gifts. If calling and giftings go together, then you must, at a matter of must, as a matter of must, discover what are my giftings? There are certain things that you realize that you do without struggle. Every time I see people they want to teach. I have a brother who studied biology in the university. In the field of education in our hometown now, he has a very big school. He's still in the teaching <laughs> service. The Lord has helped him. And you know something? This is my brother, my biological brother, taught me biology. Among other biology teachers that we had, in our time. In that time. Only my brother will come. He doesn't come with books. He doesn't look at books. And begin to tell you. Okay this is what we are going to write. You know you sit under some teachers. And you are bored. The thing flows in him. He can, by the time he's wiping. The board like this. We are going to be wondering. Where is this coming from? Recently. Governor of your state gave him an award. Gave him an appointment. Thank you. Recognizing his impact in the field of education in your state. Education superintendent. And this person that I'm telling you about is a zona pastor. In the redeemed Christian church of God. So you realize. There is so much. That he can only do. If he feels. Oh 
my calling is just to be a pastor here. What the Holy Spirit wants you to do is to empower you to fulfill your calling. And you know something? When people come in contact with you, when you know that you have only one purpose, one purpose, then you realize that even more than somebody who can be in the church, you are making an impact. Discover your gifts. Refine your giftings. Develop your giftings. As you locate your place there, develop it, refine it. See, it is on your gifts that the Holy Spirit gives you power. Giftings are powerful by themselves. Do you hear what I said? Giftings are what? They are powerful. The power of a man is the gift of a man. And number three, step out in boldness and get your calling fulfilled. Step out in boldness and get your calling fulfilled. Step out. Step out. The world is in need of you. And if you're already out there, you are a light that cannot, <laughs> a candle that cannot be put under a bushel. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. Then lastly, get yourself equipped more and more and more for your calling. Do what? Get yourself equipped more and more for your calling. How do you do that? Apart from every personal development, every natural education, what the Holy Spirit told me is that that is the essence of being part of the brethren in the church. All that I'm saying to you now, the profit must be for heaven. So the only way you can get yourself equipped is that you are in the midst of the church where your focus remain intact. Where your purpose is undivided. We are what you are doing out there. Do you know that as they sent these apostles out, the Bible says they came back to the people, the leaders that sent them out, they gave a report. This is what God is doing with us. They have not traveled to go and begin to pursue purpose or calling that is now generating profit for self. So remaining in the midst of the brethren, we continually keep your focus on one purpose, which is Christ. That's all I want to share with you this evening. I want to plead to you. This is how you can receive power.
to fulfill your calling. A lot of people have journeyed from the church. They were equipped in the church. How many musicians that we have who were equipped in the church but they don't know for whose purpose. They don't know for whose glory. And entertainment industry keeps making millions. They are sending them to go and do a show. There are hip-hop artists in this nation that if only and some of them who have changed their name, refined their name, they are they emerge from churches. But they emerge from churches that they were never, they never, they were never built up to let them know, to say, see, as you are going out there, you have only one purpose to live for. And that purpose is to be a witness to Jesus. Do you know some hip-hop artists that we have in this nation? Do you know they command some dimension of millions in dollars that some gospel artists don't command? I want you to receive the grace. Lord, empower me to fulfill my calling. I ask you, what's your calling? <laughs> you may say, I'm, I'm called to be a choir. I'm called to be an usher. As great as all these things are, the real field where your calling must be fulfilled. He didn't say, he didn't say, let your light so shine in the church. He said, you are the light of what? The church? You are the light of a denomination? You are the light of a fellowship? You are the light of a ministry? You are the light of what? The world. Please rise to your feet. Father, help me to fulfill my calling. Don't let my life be a waste. In your kingdom. Help me to fulfill my calling. I want you to lift your voice to God and just talk to him. Father, I receive grace. Just to help me. Help me to fulfill my calling. Help me to fulfill my calling. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord Jesus. Don't let my life be a waste in your kingdom. I can hear you pray. Shetoko barakete le di bahanto kushketa bababaya. Liko bababamante ke belara bababaya lekete le deboche. Inta barakete da bababaya lakatoza. Ika ba debe debe la da barra bababaya. Ela to barakete bababoche tayalaba. Inta barrege de bede bela barra bababosha. 
Ikapate peleta barababado baradoja. Zubragada Yakata baba baba la yara, e baba 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 kata badeosha, e rakata baya dabaya, e baba baba la kata badebe la barabosha, e braya la raba baba ya dabara, e kopa ya daba la kate bedebela, raya la raba ya dabaya, e baba 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 koto barabalota, oh help us Lord to fulfill our calling, e rakata baya daba la Ketea, Eba Baba Baba Lakata Badosha, Ebra Kata Yala Rabaya Dabaya, Regeta Bayala Barabaya, Eba Baba Bakoto Bedia. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The question is that what is your calling? Have you discovered what God has called you for? Have you discovered who God has called you to be? And if you have discovered your calling, have you understood your giftings? If you have understood your giftings, how are you building yourself up? How are you building your gift up? How are you refining your gift? You think you are useless. You are not useless. You have abandoned your gift. Your gifts are the greatest treasures that God has given to you. When you put your gift to work, you cannot even complain of lack. Can I tell you, when you put your gift to work, you can't complain of what? Of lack. One of the things you need to know about your gift is that there is a learning point for your gift and there is a honey season for your gift. Many of us, our giftings are not making waves to glorify the name of the Lord because when your gifting is supposed to be getting land, you want to be getting you want your gift to be honey but there is a time your gift must just be developed refined, transform empower your gift and you know something as you deploy your gift for one purpose one purpose to be a witness for Jesus everything about your life is settled that is where Matthew 6.33 lies Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and it's because that's our one purpose. The kingdom of God. Where you are, if you are a teacher in the village, is and you are a Christian, it's about the kingdom of God. If you are a senator in the senate place, it's about the kingdom of God. If you are a lawyer in the court of law, it's about the kingdom of God. If you are a journalist, if you are a media, whoever you are, it's about the kingdom of God. And God is ready to embody you with supernatural giftings that will make you to stand out. I want you to pray finally as we go to the table and say, Father, help my giftings. Help me to discover my giftings. Help me to build and develop my giftings. Help me to discover my calling. Help 
me to discover my calling father help me in the name of jesus not to waste the discovery of my calling in the name of jesus christ go ahead and pray that prayer i know somebody may be wondering what is brother teaching us tonight i am teaching you how to be relevant for god i am teaching you how to make impact for jesus i am teaching you how your life will not be limited only in the four walls of the church how you can be who god wants you to be lord help us in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus mighty name we have prayed everything called confusion in your life is over from tonight not knowing what to do with your life is over from tonight every life of limitation life of complaint life of this life is too hard just too hard life of trial and error can i do this today and do that tomorrow all sorts of unstable living by the communion that you are partaking of tonight i decree it is over in the name of jesus it is over in the name of jesus it is over in the name of Jesus. I have a friend, a very dear covenant brother friend, who did not study computer science. And some of us will know him, Brabuega. Do you know one of the things when he discovered his calling and he stayed there? When you know your calling, there are giftings you may not know you you need but they are part of what will make your callings to be fulfilled he didn't study computer science i study computer science in his commitment to using computer to advance the work god has given to him i don't think i have had any time for that he built a particular website in this nation. A kingdom website, but he, he used a name for like an online newspaper. <laughs> but through that website, eh, through that website, they post all the word, the resources of the mission to reach out to people and there was a time some years back, maybe two years ago or last year, when he was telling me the ranking. The ranking of that website in this nation. If you check that today, I can give you the website is Friday Post. Just go to FridayPost.com after the service. Friday Post. They, it's just about, it's like online news. You won't know he's a believer. But this is a platform by gifting he didn't study computer science he knew this is my calling and he labored he will be the one he was not giving the website out for people to to develop for him see every gifting you need to develop that you know they are to enhance your calling go and develop on them 
don't stop developing on those gifts. He didn't study computer science, but do you know something? When you receive power, the Holy Spirit is a computer guru. The Holy Spirit is a computer programmer. My brother just sat down and he will be telling me about how he developed website, website upon website that is supposed to be spending so much fortune on. But the Holy Spirit was teaching him. Because when you discover your calling, the Holy Spirit will be helping you to develop the gift you need to fulfill it. Lift your hand unto heaven before we go to communion right now. In the area of your giftings, you need the Holy Spirit. I want you to ask him right now and say, Holy Spirit, take your place as my teacher. Every gift that I need to deliver the fulfillment of my calling, I receive your help right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I receive your help to develop them. Ideas that I need. Supernatural ideas. Holy Spirit release upon me. 